Cashflow Diary Podcast, episode 231. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. The podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leveraged streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey. All right, guys, gals, people of all ages, glad that you are here, that you're listening. As you know, uh, we are doing a whole bunch of me and you right now, and uh, I'm hoping you you kind of, you know, are liking that for a little bit of a change. And uh, just to, to catch everybody up, if you haven't been following for a little bit, uh, we have a Facebook group for our members, and um, I asked them, you know, if you didn't have uh, a guest on the show and you could just ask me a question and what would you want to hear about? What were some of those things? And and basically, I've been picking and choosing the items from the list to say, hey, OK, let's let's talk about that one uh, or that one thing for one episode. So sometimes, you know, it could be really, really short. Sometimes it won't be. <laughs> I'm just saying in this particular case, this one comes from Billy out there in the land of Spain. And that's one of the interesting things that I have learned is that uh, you guys are, well, everywhere, you know, everywhere on all corners of the globe. He's been a member for a while recently, uh, has now begun one, uh, you know, we've gotten to know each other better more over uh, the the past, you know, year, year and a half or since that we've been in communication. And uh, his question I thought was rather interesting. Uh, he just really said he would like to have a lesson on focus. And it's something that I think, you know, goes unmentioned, unsaid, unnoticed uh, in a lot of ways, because, you know, the, 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 the challenge, especially when you're first beginning in real estate. Now, and again, Billy's not just beginning. Uh, his challenge is that he, he sees so much opportunity everywhere. He's like, how do I say no to something? And, and that's really probably what he's thinking or going through and dealing with in various different ways. And many of us deal with those things. And one of the things that I want to say is at the beginning, um, you, you've got to realize something is that we've most of us have missed the purpose of education and and the purpose of education in my opinion is simply to train you and I to be able to recognize opportunity that's kind of it we we've got to be able to recognize opportunity and most of us the even you know on other continents this is what i've learned from talking to a lot of you it doesn't really matter you know what language what continent where you grew up uh, the system is pretty similar in that it trains you to recognize one type of opportunity, usually spelled J-O-B or a job. And it it's unfortunate that 
we also don't really understand that a job was never designed to create wealth for you or I. That's not, it was not meant to be a wealth creation mechanism. Yet there, we can, for whatever reason, choose to think that that's how it's going to be. You know, we get let go from one job and I've been down that road and you go, I know, I need another one of those things. That's what's going to work this time. It doesn't matter that you've been let go, fired, right sides, downsides, looked over, whatever you want to call it, five times. You somehow this next one is going to be the one. And for some of you, maybe that is the case. I don't know who the last person was that worked for, but I do not know them. And I suspect that's why you're here. But here's what happens. Maybe you have been listening now for the hundreds of episodes that we've published and you have begun to realize that there is opportunity in places and ways that you had never considered. And that's now the problem. It's everywhere, everywhere you go, every stoplight you look at, you know, um, that that's definitely one of those those things. And because when it comes to real estate, so let's talk real estate for a second. When it comes to real estate, for sure. Well, like everything's a real estate deal, you know, like everything. It, it, it's really, really difficult to not see a real estate deal. Like, for example, some of you, you're driving right now. Maybe you're you're at an intersection. Now, that intersection, uh, let's just pretend for a second you're looking at a red light. Now, pretty much all across the world, red light means the same thing. You see the red light. Now, I want you to follow that light and see if it's attached to anything, because most of them aren't freestanding, suspended in midair, attached to nothing. We haven't gotten that far yet. So it's attached to something, and that pole or string or whatever it might be attached to, that cable, that wire, is probably attached to something else. And if you follow that pole that the cable is likely attached to, you'll see that it eventually touches the ground somewhere. That piece of ground, that land, is, well, it's owned by somebody. It just may not be you or I. And therefore, it's still a real estate deal. That That's really what I'm saying. See, some of you, maybe you are on the way to a movie theater right now. That's possible. Guess what? They're, they're, that's also a real estate deal. Maybe you're on the way to work. Well, that's kind of obvious, right? That the the place you work is inside somebody else's real estate. Uh, it, it's just an interesting thing to think about. And so, therefore, it's easy to understand how one could be, you know, lose focus and have what I like to call or what's been popularly called shiny object syndrome. And, you know, hey, now I'm going to do single family houses. Ooh, what about storage facilities? Oh, don't forget about apartment buildings. Ooh, Jay said you could do a cell phone tower. And all of those things are true. The, the question is, you know, which one do I pursue first and how do I make that choice? But more importantly, how do I focus on anything? See, oftentimes we get messed up trying to pick the perfect one first time out. And for very few people does that happen that, that I'm aware of. I mean, could you imagine trying to pick your, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to date anyone until I so therefore I can only date the one that is going to be my significant other for a long time <laughs> how, how how on earth would you know how on earth would you be able to get that far now I am not saying I can see it now somebody's typing but I did that's exactly what happened for me and that's awesome I'm saying the majority of us 
we're, we don't get to be so fortunate. And we have to taste and try uh, a, a few dishes in terms of, like, think about food, for example. How long did it take you before you found your favorite food? How did you find out it was your favorite food? You know, some of you, if you're like me, you love Italian food. And you found that out by one day being introduced to something that wasn't Italian food. And then now you then you compared it to Italian food and you just love it. And that's just the way it is. Um, and you and I, we just don't care about the amount of carbs. So we don't care. <laughs> The the point I'm saying is it's easy to to lose focus, especially once you become educated about the vast majority of opportunity that exists. When you begin to understand that real estate investors, we have a unique way and perspective on the world and ability to help people retire that they may not have ever been able to achieve before. And most importantly, we can solve, well, job problems. We can raise we can raise employment rates if you think about it. So we lower unemployment when we go to work. That's really kind of one of the things to do. We solve problems as real estate entrepreneurs, and once you become educated on the problem and the you know your capacity, I should say, uh, to to actually solve it, it, it focus could be totally an issue. So what what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of reach back into the membership vault here. We have one of our videos inside of our Cashflow Foundation courses. It's called, well, Focus. And I, I go through it, and I'm going to go through it here for you guys as well. And I'm just going to to give you my thoughts on what it's going to take for you to to focus, to be able to achieve what it is that you believe you are capable of. And, and it starts simply with just understanding that focus is really an acronym. And when you want to achieve something, if you can pull off following this acronym, you'll be able to make it work. And, and focus simply, I like to say it stands for follow one course until successful. Follow, that's the F, one, O, course, C, U, until successful. Follow one course until successful. And what I'm going to do is I'm just run through each of these pieces. Like what does, what does it mean to follow one course until successful? Well, quite simply, when it comes to following, this is sometimes the biggest challenge. And it's really, really true. The younger you are, uh, this is true for myself as well as many others. The younger you are, the harder this one can be uh, simply because we're we're full of ideas and energy and thoughts and and unless you run into the correct mentor who knows how to help you challenge and 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 channel that energy and into productive means, you could have a really really hard time here because you must follow. Follow does not mean trailblaze. Follow does not mean anything other than well. Get behind and follow. So what what do I mean by that? I mean, as a general rule, you should imitate before you innovate. I'll say that again. Imitate before you innovate. Now, and let me just really be clear. This isn't the type of follow like, you know, like you do on Twitter where you just click follow. (laughs) There's more action that's definitely implied and required in order to to follow, you know, and some of the things, principles, if you're looking to follow and figure that out, 
the one of the first things you must develop is clarity about what it is that you want. What is the result or outcome you desire? That's really, really important to know. But and once you know it, then you've got to do this next thing. You've got to find someone to imitate. Like I said, you got to imitate before you innovate. And that someone could be living or dead. It doesn't really matter to me. What matters is that you follow. See, you got to walk a mile in their shoes, as they say. You got to play that song the same old way. You got to learn those basics so that you can earn the right to have an opinion. Uh, and that's important. You haven't been in the game long enough to earn the right to have an opinion. You haven't done enough to earn the right to have an opinion, but you should, at the beginning, follow someone or someones who have. You know, this is so true in the real estate world. You hear a lot of people who go, I know about real estate. I know all about that. If you, here, here's just the how I feel about it. If you haven't done something, then you are at best acquainted with it. You don't know it yet. You don't know it. You may know, for example, I'll take one of the darker sides of real estate that no one really likes to mention, but let's talk evictions. Have you ever done one? Well, no. Well, then you don't know how difficult it will be. You don't know that it's painful, this, that, and the other. How did you execute it? You know, just understanding that little nuance is different. I mean, I talk to people often who say they don't want to be a landlord. Okay, cool. Well, I asked you, had you ever considered getting involved in real estate investing? Not do you want to be a landlord? Those are two completely different things. There are so many ways to skin the real estate cat, if you will. You know, another thing to realize, see, you know, this is where it's really not like the following on Twitter or any of those social media platforms. You you cannot claim to follow and still stay in the same place or be the same person with your same experiences. It doesn't work that way. Just think about it. If you and a friend were going to go to a destination you they had been to, but you had never been. So in theory, they're going to be the one in front, right? So you're driving two separate vehicles for whatever reason. You're not riding with them this time. You're following them. Do you suddenly take the lead? Now, obviously, this is well before GPS, right? <laughs> so let's pretend you don't have the coordinates. You don't have the address. You cannot get there except to follow them on what planet does it make sense for you to be in front? It it doesn't. But yet we we crave, we want to be in, in so many ways. And it and it's challenging and and to follow. It just really is. You must learn to follow first. Now during that following, as you're going around, you should be collecting your your own experiences, your own stories, your own mistakes and adventures. You can follow somebody following your friend to a destination. Okay, you're in California. You're headed to your New York. You've never been to New York. You don't know the best way to get there. They've been many times and they're driving. You're driving cross country. You should follow. But on the way, while you're following, you're moving. You are in action collecting your own stories, mistakes, and adventures as you go. Yes, you're on the same I-40. That's an interstate in the U.S. You're on the same freeway. 
but they could be in the left lane and you could be in the right lane and you're still following them. Your perspective is still different. You are having your own experience. See, if many of you have been listening for a while, but you've not yet written your first offer. And there's no other way that I can help you except to get you to write that first offer. Give you more information, you know, inside our membership and and places of that nature. Find more guests. Asks you, you know, what else do you need so that I can get you to go out there and become the real estate entrepreneur? I know that's inside you. What else do you need? Well, you, you should begin to collect your own stories, mistakes, and adventures. That's when I know. You're actually following because you, you, you're beginning to have your own stories, different questions, and, and all these types of things. All right? So now you have a better idea. Am I following or not? Then I said one. Remember, follow one course until successful. Well, in the idea of one, this is a singular outcome or objective while maintaining flexibility on the route and or path and definitely the timetable or resources required to achieve the objective. One of the things that I saw on Facebook not too long ago, (laughs) I thought it was pretty funny. It says, uh, when plan A fails, realize the English alphabet has 25 more letters. (laughs) I'm like, yup, that is very, very true. Oftentimes, we want to get it right the first time. We only want to do it once. And I don't know that that's possible. If it is, then you're going to end up probably with a false sense of security at some point and take on more than you should. And then you'll find out that, oh, maybe I should have never been doing it that way in the first place. Here's my point. There are many deals. Like right now, I'm still in the middle of a commercial deal uh, right now. And it's been going on longer than I originally scheduled, originally planned. It's cost more than I originally thought. We're, we're down to needing our last 200000 and we'll be, you know, done, so to speak. And what's interesting is, you know, plan A failed, plan B failed, plan C, D, E, F, and G. I stopped keeping track of what letter we're on because it doesn't really matter. But I've been following that course. One outcome singular outcome of objective or objective while maintaining flexibility on the router path timetable or resources that is going to be required i know you you thought it was going to take one offer (laughs) oh you thought it was going to take i'm gonna just write this offer and it's good that's why you took so long to write the first offer because you actually believed that the first offer you wrote was going to get accepted and you were so afraid you were going to do it wrong you wanted to do it right and perfectly the first time that you just never did it i understand but it doesn't happen that way the path always changes but the objective or the outcome you're seeking doesn't have to okay but let it be the only one you're following here's my point oftentimes when the way is blocked or harder than you thought You go home and you try something completely unrelated or different. And that's the problem. You go, well, I I tried to write an offer. So instead of writing an offer for a house, I'm going to go do notes. 
Well, I tried a note, but the note didn't work, so I think I'll try fixing flipping now. Well, I tried that, but I asked one person to 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 be an investor. They said no, so I guess that's just not going to work because I don't have the money. <sighs> and we keep trying so many different things, and we never get good at anything. You realize that the failure event that you're experiencing, that's the very foundation that's required for success? Your success is built upon successive failures. And the faster you fail, the closer together, the more you learn. It's incredible how much you can learn if you give yourself the opportunity and dare I say the freedom to fail at that one objective over and over and over again. Could you imagine how crazy it would be like if you you just said, you know, if you were a parent, let's just imagine for a second, or you saw someone, anyone. In fact, I don't even think you need to be a parent for this one. I think if you just saw a young toddler, a young child learning to walk, and for whatever reason, they had the ability to actually articulate what was happening to them while learning to walk, and they were having some difficulty, at some point, they came to you and said, you know what, I'm just, you know, mom, dad, I'm just not going to walk. I just, I just quit. I tried this walking thing. I'm just going to stick to crawling. I can do that. That's kind of my comfort zone. That's my thing. That's what I'm going to do. You you would not be okay with that. Because you know that's just not acceptable. You're not going to let them give up on that one objective. You're not going to say, okay, well, since you can't walk, let's go ride a bike. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. It's not what you would do. It's just not what you would do. See, one of the first things that you should be doing when learning to focus on a singular outcome or objective, one of the most important things is to understand what I call your investor identity first, period. I recently had a a coaching call with a relatively new member, and while she was listening, and, and one of the frequent things that happens is when I'm on the phone, the one thing I don't end up talking about, especially on the first call, is whatever deal you know, that, that we're currently doing. People want to just, just tell me about the deal. Well, there's so much into a deal, so much into that relationship that's required that, you know what? I I don't know that. Let me, let me find out about you before we go down that road. Are you even aligned with the objective we are trying to achieve with this particular transaction? Are you aligned with this marketplace, with this team, let alone, the deal in and of itself. There are just so many things that we do, but that doesn't mean just because you you had one phone call, you give up on the objective and you try something different. I'm telling you guys, you got to stick with one thing. Don't suddenly go, you know what? I tried, like I said, I tried that buy and hold thing. I got a bad tenant. I got, I had one property that didn't go well. I quit buy and hold ain't for me. I'm going to go I don't know, <laughs> fix and flip or something. Just keep them, keep it in mind. Course, right? Follow one course. Well, this one is rather simple. It, it's, it's the path chosen towards the intended destination. See, the business of real estate, well, it involves your personal growth. <laughs> The way you think is, well, it 
it just may not be the way to actually get something done. <laughs> I know in general, we all think we know how to do or we assume that, yeah, I have the ability or I think I know how this would work. I got it. But that doesn't mean that's going to be the path you should choose. Now, here's my point. Let me give you an illustration. Many of us, we need buyers, sellers, and investors. In fact, your business is built on it. As a real estate entrepreneur, if you not do not have a system for attracting buyers, sellers, and, and or investors, depending on you know what you're doing, you must have a way of doing that. And that's great. And I, I've, and I, I wish I was joking when I say this. I have been on the phone with individuals who have told me, and I, I, I wish I was joking, I wish I was paraphrasing, but that they had the in their their mind that they were going to be able to build this multi million dollar impri- uh, enterprise. Mind you, they hadn't done it before, and they're like, "Well, I, I already got my investors. I know these five guys, and they say they're going to invest with me." <laughs> okay, well, what if they don't? Well, they are, but you've never done it. Yeah, but they said they're going to. Okay. And, well, how much money do they have between them? Oh, you know, that probably between them, you know, I could probably have a half million to a million dollars. Okay, and you're going to do what? <laughs> exactly. Because at any given moment, anyone with any sort of experience understands two things. One, you you probably don't have enough money. And you, you're always going to have a need for more. Your business that it just does. It wants to grow. It's a living, breathing entity. You might as well tell a young child to not eat in some way, shape, or form. It's growing. It wants to be bigger than what it is in so many ways, right? And you also know that you you got to have a way, a system that works for you to attract new buyers, sellers, and investors. It's just part of the game that you are playing you don't get to necessarily fly under the radar unless you're just unless you are okay without understanding where your next deal is coming from. If you want it to just be random, then that's fine. But you can't build a business on random. Don't even have that expectation, right? Well, here here are some of the things that tends to happen in the real estate world. And this one's popular. And again, I'm not down on it. I'm just not the yellow letters guy. It's not what I do. Um because uh, not because it doesn't work. And I'm sure because there are many people, in fact, that someone posted an article the other day in the members area saying, hey, look at this. You know, then there was some experts uh, being interviewed and one of them's like, yeah, I'm just going to do yellow letter campaigns and uh, send out about 800 letters or so. Or, and, and that's what I'm going to do, you know, to generate leads and in Nothing wrong with yellow letters and direct mail. I just think there are better ways to do it. I've proven better ways to do it. And especially with today's technology, there are definitely cheaper ways to do it. I mean, <laughs> the amount of reach that you can have. That doesn't mean it's less work. That doesn't mean it's not work. It, it, it's just you get more bang for your buck and time. And these are the things that all of us have limited amounts of. And we've got to be open to the path that we have chosen may not be the one that we should be on in terms of here's how I think I need to get to, you know, my destination. And we need to be open to to finding other ways. One of those other ways, for example, if you're looking for, hey, Jay, what do I got to do to get more buyer sales investors? Well, you've got to adopt a new philosophy. And that philosophy is simply educate to dominate, period.
You've got to, instead of becoming the content consumer, you've got to become the content producer, period. You've got to be willing to educate your marketplace, your potential customer. You, you can't just rely on someone else to educate them. See, the, the interesting thing is many people ask me, Jay, can, can you just get me an investor? Or can you just show me how to go get an investor to get money and treating it as a transaction? And you're neglecting the number one thing that real estate is. It's a relationship. It's still a business, guys. It's a relationship. You could go buy a list right now of a thousand names, 10,000 names, maybe even a million names of people who have even invested in real estate before. But you know what? I will put any one of our members who are actively practicing what we teach. And I'm almost certain that in six weeks, they'll raise more capital, do more deals than that million name list. Same experience level, put them next to each other. I am almost certain. Why? Because it's built on relationships, not a quantity of names. You don't just go to the store, pick up an investor and their money and leave. That's not how it works. But yet most people aren't willing to put in the effort to build the database or build the relationship with the people. And they just want a transaction. And that's great. You know, that's great. And then they're not adopting methods for today. I mean, again, yellow letters are fine. It's just not what I do. We've been running the Digital Marketing Mastermind Group. And they're learning and they're seeing it. And they're just like, wow, I can see the potential. Uh, because there's a lot to it learning how to develop these relationships with buyer, sellers, and investors in an online fashion so that you end up with 20, 30, 40, 50 new buyer, sellers, and investors every day. <laughs> it becomes overwhelming after a while. But you guys are out there, and that's what's awesome. And that's what's awesome. And you know what? You, you can do these things. But you got to follow this one course, the path chosen. Choose a path. However, be open to adjusting that path along the way. Now, probably the, the word that I have the most emotion behind and, and the strongest feelings towards, well, is the next word. It's until. It's probably one of my largest pet peeves. People ask all the time, you know, some of the questions there. What is until, though? It's, it's an undetermined amount of time and is based upon achieving the outcome desired. Because I get questions like, well, <laughs> I just got this one from a, a new client who just started, you know, some of our multifamily one-on-one -on -one coaching. And that's, you know, it is great. And it, it, like most, he's got a job and that's fine. Most, you know, most of the successful ones have a job already and he's, you know, trying to build. And while you're, Doing that, you just got to be aware that your time is otherwise committed. It doesn't mean it can't work. I mean, you just go to our website. You can see the stories of people that it works for, even though they got a job. That's not the limiting factor. But how you think about it can be. But I often get the, how long until I get my first multifamily deal? How long until I get my first whatever? You know, my first investor. How long until I raise my first $100,000? How long till I get my first wholesale transaction? Well, can I do it in 30 days? Can I do it in this? Can I do it in that? Can, yeah. Can it be done in the time frames that you're set? 
sure, it can. Can you do it? I got no clue. (laughs) That's just the way it is. Because I don't know your current skill level with, well, many of the things that it requires. Like prospecting and lead generation. What's your skill level? Have you ever taken a stranger and gotten them interested in what you're doing? Like ever. If you've never done that, well, you've got a learning curve there. What What's your skill level with sales? Have you ever gotten a complete stranger who wasn't thinking about whatever you were doing to suddenly say, yeah, I want to do it and then give you money for it? If you've never done that process, what do you think real estate is? You're going to get sellers who are probably strangers at the time to to sell at a price that you can afford to pay and, and one that they're willing to accept with the correct kind of terms. That's a sale. You've got to do that. Not your realtor friend. You're the investor now. You work wholesale, not retail. If you just want to go to the retail store, okay, cool. Then you can just do the sales associate thing. That that's That's the game that realtors are best at. That's what they're designed for. What, what's your skill level with negotiations? I mean, have you ever? <laughs> or do you just say yes? Here's here's a good, I, I love this. Now, in our sometimes, uh, like, we'll probably do one in, you know, at the beginning of next year for sure. Uh, we, we do this wholesaling mastermind group where it's usually people who have never done real estate before, but they're trying to figure out how do I buy or sell, you know, property using none of my own money or credit. And one of the, and I'll give this to you guys. I want you to go do this. One of the exercises, one of the homework exercises is I tell them to go ask for a discount in places where it's unconventional to ask for a discount. So let me tell you what I mean. When you go to a a retail establishment, so think about this now. The next time you go to a retail establishment, maybe you're standing in line right now at one. Understand that the person behind the register is trained to ask you a question. That question is very simply, would you like anything else? Will that be all today? Or something like that, right? You've heard this question before, but you never saw this as an opportunity for negotiation. So here's what I want you to do. Because negotiation is, is, is part of the game that you are entering in. And negotiating is always happening. So here's, here's a fun one for me. I love the stories that, that come back from this one. Right? So the next time someone says, hey, will that be all? Uh, will there be anything else today? You go, yes, I'd like a 10% discount, please. That, that that's exactly what I I am not kidding. And please make sure make sure you smile at the end. Yes, I'd like a ten percent discount, please. Now, the stories that come back from that are very 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 interesting. I mean, we've heard things from oh my god, I can't believe they gave me it. They they just did it, and I'm like, yeah, that happens. And sometimes it's well, I can't do that, but I can do this, and. Here's the point. Are you even willing to do that? Did just my mention of it raise your blood pressure to the point to where you can't think? Or did you even make it this far into the episode? You're like, ah, I'm not doing it. And you just ran away. 
Well, that's my point. What do you think is going to happen when you sit down at the negotiating table, when you start asking for seller financing, or when you learn how the right way to ask for seller financing, how to negotiate with people whose job it is to negotiate? You're already at a disadvantage. Are you kidding me? So what's your skill level with negotiation? There are other areas, right? Like rejection. Do you even know how to hear no and take it? Delayed gratification, leadership, team building, determination, tenacity, perseverance. These are all pieces that are going to go into you getting a deal done. What's your skill level with it? Well, depending on your skill level with it, that's going to tell me how long it's going to take you to get a deal done. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get one done quickly. It just means you've got to be willing to go through these learning curves with intensity, with focus. And, well, let's be honest. If you've got other commitments, which most of us do... It's just going to take you a little bit longer, but that's okay. You should be committed to the process and ultimately how long it takes should not matter because in my experience, you're only asking how long because what you're pursuing isn't large enough to inspire you past the pain and obstacles. That's it. You're usually asking for far too little. So I say make your desires so large and tangible that it would actually be worth becoming a completely new and different person that you and your mama would be proud to claim. Now, maybe for some of you, that's that's asking a lot. Well, I say great. Because I don't think the world needs any more people playing small. Speaking of playing small... The last piece is, well, successful. And this is the one that I think most of us mess up. But there's so much information on this topic, and I think we just make it way too complicated. So I'm just going to make it simple and short for you. You are the only one that can define what success is for you. As you progress and achieve more, many will ask you to fit into their ideal of success. And I'm just going to say I suggest you keep it to your definition. And by the way, it'll serve you best if you define it now. So one of the easiest games that I learned to play and still do is the success game. You you can make it very, very easy for you to be successful because it's your definition you get to define the rules. It's kind of like our current economic situation and monetary policy. <laughs> they define the rules, right? They define what GDP means and then report it <laughs> as if it actually means something still. Anyway, so here's an easy way for you to be successful. First, you make it something that you have the ability to do. And second, you always make sure it's something that you're willing to do. For example, things like, hey, I'm successful today because I brushed my teeth. Sounds simple. You have the ability to do that. Easy. I'm successful today because I went for a walk. I'm allowing myself to feel successful because I read a book. I smiled. I overlooked an offense. You know what? Here's one. This one, I really want you to do. Let yourself... Feel those feelings of success because you encouraged your favorite podcaster today 
by writing a glowing five-star review in iTunes. By the way, that would be a review for us, just in case you missed it. (laughs) My point is simply, you get to define what it is. Make it easy for yourself. Don't say things like, you know, I'll let myself feel successful once I've gotten a real estate transaction done. Well, what step did you make towards that today? Because if you didn't close one today, by definition, you you have said, I'm going to be unsuccessful. And that's a problem. It's going to hinder your progress and make it more difficult. You must change and modify the way you look at these things. Here's the good news. Once you have what we've just gone over down, then you just have to do the right things long enough, consistently, and you'll win. Well, it's been fun talking to you today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time. (laughs) 